This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of leiomyosarcoma from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. Let's start this episode with a quick summary. Leiomyosarcoma is an aggressive sarcoma thought to arise from the smooth muscle cells lining small blood vessels. The condition usually presents in patients in the fifth and sixth decades of life with pain and a palpable mass. Diagnosis is made with biopsy showing a spindle cell neoplasm with similar characteristics shared between the osseous and soft tissue forms of this disease. Immunostains are positive for actin and vimentin. Treatment is generally wide surgical resection with radiation. Now, let's get into the episode. With respect to epidemiology, in terms of incidence, there are fewer than 100 case reports of extrafascial leiomyosarcoma of bone. In terms of demographics, the mean age of presentation is in the fifth and sixth decades of life. In terms of anatomic location, leiomyosarcoma most frequently occurs in the metaphysis of long bones, but can occur in diaphyseal locations. The most frequent sites of bony presentation are the femur, tibia, ilium, and humerus. Moving on to presentation, symptoms of leiomyosarcoma include bone pain, a palpable mass, and keep in mind that the typical duration of symptoms prior to diagnosis is six months. On physical exam, keep in mind that pelvic masses can be difficult to appreciate on inspection, leiomyosarcoma can be tender or non-tender to palpation, and masses will be firm. Moving on to imaging, radiographs of the involved extremity may show purely osteolytic lesions with ill-distinct margins, moth-eaten, or permeative patterns of bone destruction. Primarily, these lesions will be intramedullary but may extend into the soft tissues. A chest radiograph is indicated for all staging of tumors to evaluate for lung metastasis. A CT scan can help evaluate bone loss of the involved extremity or pelvis, and a chest CT is indicated in all patients, again as part of staging workup, for evaluation of metastasis. An MRI can be indicated to differentiate leiomyosarcoma from benign soft tissue tumors. This can also be used to evaluate size, depth, and surrounding anatomy. In terms of views, leiomyosarcoma appears dark on T1 and is similar to muscle tissue. It also appears heterogeneous on T2 with areas of increased signal intensity. Finally, remember that contrast causes diffuse enhancement of the signal within the lesion. As far as other studies to obtain, the histology of leiomyosarcoma will show a spindle cell neoplasm with similar characteristics shared between the osseous and soft tissue forms of this disease. You will see cigar-shaped nuclei, cells arranged into fascicles along with myofibrils running parallel, as well as the presence of actin and vimentin immunoreactivity. In terms of staging, all tumors should be staged appropriately prior to treatment initiation. Moving on to treatment, leiomyosarcoma has a non-operative component and an operative component. Non-operative options include chemotherapy and radiation. Chemotherapy is indicated for diffuse metastatic disease to the lungs, as well as in the setting of a large pelvic mass with neurovascular involvement that precludes safe resection. In terms of outcomes of chemotherapy, there is a variable response. However, there is better survival when chemotherapy is combined with surgery than with surgery alone. Moving on to radiation, the indications for radiation are controversial. However, one potential indication is a contaminated resection bed. In terms of outcomes of radiation, there is a variable response, and it is difficult to predict. Operative options include early wide resection of the primary lesion and secondary reconstruction. As far as indications, this is the standard of care in localized disease. As far as the technique, a clear margin is an important goal of surgical resection. Moving on to chemotherapy, neoadjuvant or adjuvant chemo-slash-radiotherapy in the treatment of leiomyosarcoma of bone is controversial. 
As far as radiation, as we previously mentioned, if you're unable to obtain a wide margin, consider adjuvant radiation. Finally, let's end this review session talking about the prognosis of leiomyosarcoma. So as far as leiomyosarcoma of bone in adults, there's a 25% recurrence rate and a 25% metastasis rate. Finally, remember that there's a 75% survival for leiomyosarcoma patients at three years with treatment. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. First question. A 35-year-old female presents to your office after an incidental finding of an aggressive-looking lytic lesion in her pelvis. She has no pain, is not pregnant, but states she has been losing weight over the past six months for an unknown reason. Bone scan shows significant uptake in the area of her pelvis. Immunohistochemistry stains positive for smooth muscle actin. Which of the following histological descriptions correlates to your expected findings on histology? And the choices are 1. Interlacing bundles of smooth muscle cells with variable uniformity and a high nuclear-slash-cytoplasmic ratio and mitotic figures. 2. Numerous giant cells. 3. Round plasma cells with an eccentric nucleus, prominent nucleolus, and a clock-face organization of chromatin. 4. Stroma cells that show malignant characteristics with atypia, high nuclear-to-cytoplasmic ratio, and abnormal mitotic figures, as well as quote-unquote lacy osteoid. And 5. Dense extracellular matrix with a sparse distribution of chondrocytes. The correct answer to this question is 1. Interlacing bundles of smooth muscle cells with variable uniformity, high nuclear-slash-cytoplasmic ratio, and mitotic figures. So based on the patient's history, like unexplained weight loss and the bone scan, she has an aggressive lesion in her pelvis. Immunohistochemistry staining for smooth muscle actin suggests a tumor of smooth muscle origin or leiomyosarcoma. The prefix lyo designates smooth muscle tumors. Again, the histopathology described shows interlacing bundles of smooth muscle cells with variable uniformity, high nuclear-slash-cytoplasmic ratio, and mitotic figures, all consistent with leiomyosarcoma. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 2, numerous giant cells, describes giant cell tumor. Answer 3, round plasma cells with an eccentric nucleus, prominent nucleolus, and a clock face organization of chromatin, describes multiple myeloma. Answer 4, stroma cells that show malignant characteristics with atypia, high nuclear-to-cytoplasmic ratio, and abnormal mitotic figures, as well as quote-unquote lacy osteoid, describes intramedullary osteosarcoma. And answer 5, dense extracellular matrix with a sparse distribution of chondrocytes, describes hyaline cartilage. And moving on to the final question, a patient undergoes a simple excision of a 3-centimeter superficial mass in the thigh at another institution. The final pathology reveals a leiomyosarcoma without reference to the margins. What is the recommendation for definitive treatment? And the choices are 1. Repeat wide excision of the tumor bed. 2. Observation. 3. Radiation therapy to the tumor bed only. 4. Chemotherapy. And 5. Radiation therapy and chemotherapy. The correct answer to this question is 1. Repeat wide excision of the tumor bed. So treatment of patients with unplanned excision of soft tissue sarcomas is challenging. If the margins are positive or unclear, the patient is best managed with repeat excision of the tumor bed and radiation therapy if the repeat excision does not yield wide margins. 
In patients with no detectable tumor on physical examination or imaging after unplanned excision, some studies have shown that up to 35% of patients will have residual disease and a poor local recurrence rate that is 22% versus 7%. Therefore, whenever feasible, a re-excision of the tumor bed is recommended. That's all for this review about lyomyosarcoma. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.